everyone, welcome on into the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I'm Bobby Sylvester, joined as always by Mike Tagliere. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Bobby Fantasy Pro and Mike Tagliere NFL. Tags, how's it going, buddy? Oh man, I got I got to say it was uh, it was a, it was a great feeling sitting down watching Sunday Night Football and not writing anything during it. Uh, I just I, I legitimately sat down. I had one of my buddies over and uh, we sat and just watched the football game and it was fantastic. Isn't that great? And the playoffs are right ahead of us too. We're we're gonna get to see some great football soon. Yeah, yeah. The the, the Bears obviously suck, but it it is what it is, <laughs> and I kind of expected that. So I I didn't have any expectations for the game, but it was it was glorious to just sit back and watch. So we're not really giving like hardcore advice today. Yeah, we'll talk about 2020 a little bit, but we've got our award show and it's going to be a lot of fun. And we brought in a really fun guest. You guys know him. It's Joe Pizapia. He's on Twitter at Joe Pizapia 17 and is the author of the number one selling fantasy black book series and host of the black book pod. Joe, you ready to roll, baby? I'm always ready. Happy Festivus, boys. It's uh, it's time to air the grievances, right? Well, I don't have many grievances. I've got like two that are you know, are, are bad apples. And uh, the way this is going to work is, you know, we've done this the last couple of years. And instead of just saying, who's the fantasy MVP, um, we've got specific types of awards that we're handing out. So tags, why don't you tell us what your awards are based around? My uh, awards, this is like, by the way, I just want to say this is one of my fun, like my favorite shows of the year, uh, because basically I got to sit down and go through some like I went through 80s, 90s, even some like newer songs. And I, I came up with song titles that I'm going to give awards to fantasy football players based on. And uh, I just got to say that I've I, I've done a fantastic job with this. Uh, <laughs> my my awards are like second to none. And I, honestly, I I, I, I rarely say that stuff, but I, I feel so good about my awards. I feel like people are going to be in their cars and their way to work and having a good laugh. I feel like you're going to understand where I'm coming from. It's it's all great, man. I think there's like a 10% chance I know even one of your songs, Tags. I think you, I mean, you should. There's It's from different, all different generations. So it's going to appeal to the masses. And they were all like top 200 Billboard songs. Like, so everybody should know them. All right. Are they country songs? Absolutely not. Okay. I won't know them then. Okay, Joe, what do you have for us? Wait, so you're like a big country guy, Sylvester? Is that <laughs> it? just messing, man. It's just <laughs> I, like, I like country music. It's fine. Yeah. I just prefer listening to sports radio, though. Okay. But you're not like a music guy at all. You're not like a music nerd kind of like I'm a giant music nerd. So that's that's not going to that's interesting. So like what's your what, like what's Bobby Sylvester grooving out to in the car? That's non sports radio. I mean, I like to listen to like theological radio or political commentary. <laughs> this is terrible. This is terrible. Yeah, I mean, why would I listen to music if I could like entertain my brain? You know what the real answer is, Mike? He's listening to Lizzo. That's what he, he's got Lizzo on. And Bobby is like the most boring person in the world. <laughs> so, so what? What are your awards going to be based on, Joe? <laughs> Uh, my awards are going to be based on uh, 90s films. Uh, I used to work in a video store in the mid to late 90s uh, when I was in college, and uh, it was a good time. And uh, some of the uh, most fun movies of the 90s, I'm going to base my awards off of those titles. So that's where I'm going for. That sounds awesome. I I'll probably actually know some 90s movies, but I have to say this, Joe. You just told everyone that you're really old. I'm really old. I don't care. You know what? Here's the fun fact, though. I looked the same 10 years ago. And I will 10 years from now look exactly the same. When you're the oldest looking guy first, and you have to shave your head because you're losing your hair. Everyone's like, oh, look at you. <laughs> ha ha. You know, what's funny, though. You start to watch Facebook and you start to see these people getting older and older. You're like, hey, I look the same. People do that 10 year challenge and it's going, oh, my God, what happened to you? <laughs> Me look exactly the same, baby. This this don't crack right here. All right, guys. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun. But first, I want to tell you all about a contest we've got going on. We're giving away a signed Kenny Galladay full-size Lions helmet to one lucky listener. 
All you have to do to enter for that contest, it's real easy. It takes like 30 seconds. You leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher and send a screenshot of that review to contest at fantasypros.com. And you can check out the details if you want at fantasypros.com slash contest. And by the way, this contest is going to end New Year's Eve night, so make sure to get your entries in if you haven't already. And by the way, if you haven't already left a review and we helped you maybe win a championship or at least make it there, can you please just take 30 seconds to leave a review? We love reading them. Tags and I read every single one of them, and it really just helps us keep the podcast rolling strong for the future. We just want any kind of feedback we can get, right? Positive, negative. We just want to figure out what we can do to make the best show for you guys in the future. And by the way, we're able to do that contest thanks to Pristine Auction. If you guys go to Pristine Auction, sign up. It's free to do and enter the registration code fantasy pros that's going to get you five dollars off at pristine auction and it's going to tell them we're sending people their way that way we can keep doing contests like the full-size kenny galladay signed helmet giveaway you guys are going to love pristine auction because there's something for everybody and you're always going to be able to find great values too because they auction off so many things everything's guaranteed authentic from only the most trusted sources and there's some great prices out there again pristineauction.com p-r-i-s-t-i-n-e auction.com all right, so Tags, you get to start us here. I'll, oh, yeah, by the way, my awards are food-based. Tags accurately guessed this wow. uh, before the show. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Tags, what do you have for your number one award? All right, the number one award is uh, the word Gangsta's Paradise is going to go to my boy A.J. Brown because basically if you don't come at him correctly, he is going to run you the F over. Uh, he basically did not care. He was a monster after the catch and basically a straight-up gangster. Like, don't mess with him. That's all I got to say. He's really fun, isn't he, man? So much fun to watch. And uh, Mike Clay posted something on Twitter today. Uh, I didn't actually. So I usually go back and watch the full games when I'm writing the primer, like in condensed version on NFL Game Pass. But I, I watched parts of that game and I saw Marshawn Lattimore was on him for like a lot of those plays. He shadowed him everywhere on the field for 100 percent of his snaps. <laughs> you couldn't tell, man, because Brown had a well at first, you know, Brown didn't have a single reception for like, what, two and a half quarters. But uh, I mean, when you watch him play, the dude is just an absolute stud now that Tannehill's taken over. So where are we drafting next year, Joe? Is he like a fourth, fifth round pick? It's kind of same range as Chris Godwin this year. Well, first of all, Tannehill's got to come back and, and be settled in there. Number one, that's the first order of business. But I, I think when you look at the A.J. Brown game log, you're seeing up and down. But you're seeing a lot more up in the last six weeks, and that's a big positive. And you're seeing that touchdown upside. When they finally threw in the ball, yeah. Well, yeah, but I think, you you know, I hate I hate slash love the knock on guys. Well, all he does is catch touchdowns. And, like, that's what <laughs> I want you to do the most of. Catch all the touchdowns. That's why I like Darius Slayton so much. Everyone says he's touchdown dependent. So, is he catching them? Does he have eight this year? And, and you know, you only play 16 games. So, that's like every other game you're catching a touchdown. I'll take that. I think that works for me. I think when you look at A.J. Brown, it's that same kind of thing. I would say um, mid-range, mid-to-low uh, wide receiver, too, because uh, I'm not sure what his PPR value would be because I think there's some guys right above there. But I, th- I think he's in that conversation, that middle two, don't you guys think? Yeah, I think I think middle two wide receiver, maybe high end. I wouldn't put him low end wide receiver, too. He'll be gone by them, right, Tags? Yeah, I would imagine so. I want to see what happens in the offseason because Derrick Henry, we don't know if he's going to be back with the team, so that can change a lot. This could move from a run-heavy offense to one that's that's known more for their passing. I think a full offseason with Corey Davis. Or they could just you know sign Mike Boone for a lot cheaper and get a better running back. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if you'll be saying that after tonight. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, we're recording this on Mike Boone Day before before yeah. the big Mike Boone breakout. Game. Do you have any any leagues where Mike Boone is like, do you have anything being decided tonight? Championships? wise? Oh, big time. And it's all dependent on Mike Boone, just like I planned it the whole season. Well, Bobby, to be fair, yours, you need Mike Boone to like go nuclear. But that's in that league. I need Mike Boone to go nuclear because Chris Godwin and 
and Chris Carson and DJ Moore and everybody got hurt. It was just a disaster. Yeah, uh, but I so I have Devontae Adams and Mike Boone in one league going up against uh, Kirk Cousins, and I am down, I think, 18 points going in. So I, Mike Boone will get that in the first first quarter. I, think I, I, <laughs> first touch. I hope you're right. I, I hope you're right for sure. I'm up 47 and a half point PPR in the flex leagues and super flex and on Adam Ronis, who is a good friend of mine and one of the best in the business. Forget like it just to beat Adam would be amazing. So he's got cousins and Devonte Adams. I got Rudolph in a 47 point lead and a half point PPR. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. You're in big trouble, man. I'd be nervous. <laughs> oh, 47 is like, okay, both guys got to go 20. It's a half PPR. If it was full PPR, I'd be like, Oh God, I'm a little worried, but I just got four points for a touchdown. So kind of like, all right, you know, just I'm looking for the under. That's all I want. I just, I'm rooting for the under. <laughs> what is your uh, what is your first award you're handing out? Uh, let's see. There's so many fun ones to choose from. I don't know if they're as great as Mike's are, but I'll certainly try. I'm going to start with the 90s film Ghost, which is a guy, because I play a lot of Superflex, who who got away and, and just ghosted me. I, I took a lot of shares of Andrew Luck early on in a lot of early drafts. Ooh. and. Uh, he just wasn't there, but sometimes when I'm setting my lineup, just kind of like uh, like Demi Moore in that movie, I could feel like when Patrick Swayze's going around her to create the pottery, he would be around me trying to help me find another quarterback to take his place. And would you know it? I found Ryan Tannehill. So uh, Ghost had a happy ending after all, thanks to uh, Andrew Luck. <laughs> I awesome. always wonder when we're doing like these, you guys are talking about culture and movies and songs and stuff. Culture? What are you guys? culture that's so sad bobby if like you guys would know like if if i would if you guys are testing me to see if you know, like you're making up a movie or something and you're seeing if i'll know because i have no idea a lot of the times you're talking about i've never heard of that movie i don't know who these people are you're talking about i don't know anything and like you guys could totally be pulling pulling one over on me i have no idea <laughs> someone put cut a clip out of that where bobby says i don't know anything yeah i just, <laughs> I just want you to get out more <laughs> I, am, I I like that award though, Ghost. That was a good one, Bobby. What's what's your first award that you're giving out for our food related uh, awards? <laughs> well, the uh, the pizza award, which is obviously my league MVP, fantasy MVP, and it's you know a lot of people would say Christian McCaffrey. He had 120 more points than any fantasy running back, but he did cost a pretty penny, right? Lamar Jackson. What were we get him in eighth, ninth round? He had 100 more points than any other quarterback. Heck yeah, baby! He was the fantasy MVP. Yeah, I, I would. I, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that. It's it's kind of remarkable what he did. But the question is, where do you draft him? Dan and I had this conversation on last night's podcast. I some people are saying they're going to take him number one overall. I'm not one of those late second round, early third, maybe. No, I, I too high for you. I think he deserves to go earlier than that. Uh, I'm I'm calling. I'm saying the end of the first round, beginning of the second round is where he sh where I'd be. I'd probably be comfortable taking him there. Joe, what about you? As far as, you know, the single quarterback league, you know, you have to really understand that the pool is still pretty deep. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is still going to be very good. And this is an all-world incredible season for Lamar. Right. Like, you can get Kyler Murray in the eighth, ninth round next year. Exactly. Josh Allen, another guy I think who, you know, I was really impressed with Allen in the Patriot game this past weekend. I mean, yeah, he made the plays when it mattered. He came up short. But to go into New England and, and do what he did, I thought was a real step forward in his development. But, you know, for Lamar, I mean, I think the perfect scenario is if you take Christian McCaffrey one, there's been a lot of leagues where a lot of people, you know, are disciplined in quarterback ones and the leagues that we play in, especially that Lamar Jackson could float back up to that turn. And if you have McCaffrey and take Lamar Jackson one and two, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, really, because they're basically like, 
you know, Christian McCaffrey is basically like having a running back and a wide receiver, and Lamar Jackson is basically like having a quarterback and a running back. And it's an incredible thing to consider because, like, just from a relative position value standpoint, like RPV, which is the black book and stuff like that, which tells you how much better a player is than somebody else. Right now, the RPV of Christian McCaffrey is an RB1. If you want to guess against like the 12 best RB1s, it's plus 71%. He is 71% better than the average RB1. That is staggering. That's a that is so stupid. That is so dumb. But and that's why RPV is so great because it it you say well Christian McCaffrey's great. Well, how great is he? He's that great. And Lamar's gonna have a number when I do the RPV for quarterbacks. Probably in that probably in that forty range would be my guess off the top of my head. Maybe even fifty. But I don't know, man. I mean, it's in superflex. I would take him probably in the top five <laughs> overall. But oh yeah, superflex. I'm taking Jackson number one. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I can understand even there, the depth of quarterback is pretty good right now. But I, I you know, people want to argue still going with one of the top RBs. But it, with Lamar Jackson in a single quarterback league, I'd prefer to wait as long as I could into that, you know, third, fourth round if I could, because I still just see the value. You guys aren't going to get him there, even in our formats, I promise you. And you know what? If he gets hurt or if, you know, the style of play is another thing you have to consider. He is all world and we're living in it right now. But you have to also project a little bit and say, okay, how how risky is it? And what's that risk against the rest of the, you know, the QB1 pool? And what happens when Justice Hill starts next year and he's the man and you don't need to run the ball with Lamar Jackson as much? <laughs> well, you guys would be cussing out. Dan, he was, uh, he I think last night in the podcast, he said he drafted him at like number five overall. I get, I get the perspective, but let's also revisit last year when Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdowns we're all, and a lot of people were sitting here. Oh, I wasn't drafting Mahomes anywhere near there, but... Mahomes and Jackson are so different, though, because, like, Mahomes, it was like his touchdown rates come down, and don't hear me wrong, Jackson's is going to as well, but you know he's going to run for 1,000 yards if he's healthy, so, um, yeah, I, I think Jackson is safer. I'd take him late second, early third. Um, let's move on, though, Tags. Okay, what's your number two award? The I Will Always Love You award uh, is going to go to my boy, Devontae Parker. You know, I, I've been a supporter of his for a long time. And honestly, I'm just happy to see him get some recognition as a, as a good NFL wide receiver. Like this is basically like that Amari Cooper, a, a great NFL receiver, an alpha. Yeah. By the way, since Ryan Fitzpatrick, I tweeted this out earlier, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, since he took over as a starter full time and, you know, they weren't going back and forth between him and Rosen in week seven, week seven through week 16, Michael Thomas is the number one wide receiver. Devontae Parker is the number two fantasy wide receiver. And that even includes one game where he basically was knocked out early in the game. Uh, he's been so consistent. And uh, I'm just sticking with this as saying that I, I will always love you. I'm actually <laughs> going to hand out my Devontae Parker award right now as well. It's the Wings Award for best pickup. Not a super exciting award, but he was the best pickup in my mind. I have one too. Oh, you have a Devontae Parker award? What is it? I did. We're all in. Mine is Shawshank Redemption. Because this is the guy that everybody, you know... One of my favorite movies, man. I actually know this one. Every Oh, you've seen a movie. That's terrific. That's, very, that's, that's <laughs> a big progress. That's one of the best of all time. It is. It really is. But, I mean, this is a guy that annually people are high on because they see the talent. They see the opportunity. And it just never comes to fruition. But in 2019, he escaped the prison and finally became really, really good. So he's living his best life right now. <laughs> the prison being Adam Gase. This is so clever from so many levels. <laughs> see? You see what I did there? That See? That's fantastic. Okay, let's go back to you then, Tags, for number three, since we've all shared two now. All right. My life would suck without you. That 
is going to Christian McCaffrey uh, because I, I don't think people realize just how lucky they were to have McCaffrey on their roster this year in terms of like, uh, if you go through your leagues, like if you stop now and then go back and look at the teams that made the playoffs, I promise you the team that had Christian McCaffrey was in, in the playoffs and they probably... And they had a bye. Yes, exactly. Like most of my leagues had the guys that had McCaffrey had a first round bye and that's a big sample size. So my life would officially suck without you, buddy. Is there anyone that you would consider drafting number one instead of McCaffrey, Joe? Let's say he's a little bit banged up and he doesn't play in the first couple preseason games. I still wouldn't consider it. The best thing to happen to McCaffrey's value was how good he was this year with Kyle Allen. And even even yesterday with Will Greer, that you could see awful quarterback play and a team that continuously loses. They lost, what, 10 in a row now? And he's still fantasy relevant. That is the best thing because I think there was always, if let's say Cam Newton played and this was all just a tragic season with Cam Newton and it was all bad and all this stuff and they made a change of quarterback, there would be a bit of an unknown and people would be afraid. The fact that we got to see that this year and see the bottom and this is the bottom. This is how bad it is when it's at its worst. Okay, sign me up. That, that's, that's fine by me. They go out and get someone like Tyrod Taylor. Like, can you imagine how great CMC would be? Even if it's a rookie, we know what it's going to be because it's probably going to be better than Kyle Allen. I think that's a really good one. I actually want to ask you guys, Devontae Parker, tell me if I'm crazy. Third round pick next year, wide receiver one. Depends on the quarterback situation. Uh, we don't know what's happening there. I would imagine that Fitzpatrick's going to hang around, but then they have Rosen and do they draft a quarterback? And there's a whole lot of questions with that team right now that are unsolved. But it, let's pretend that Fitzpatrick is back. Third round might be a little rich. Uh, you might want to get to have two running backs in your roster by the end of the third round. So I, I'll say fourth round for him. I would agree fourth round. As long as Fat Beard, the Pirate, is back, I'm good. Fourth round. All right, Joe. Third award, who are you giving it to and what is it? Um, It's Edward Scissorhands Award, and this is for <laughs> the guy who could at times make beautiful things and then at other times uh, destroy you, and it's Jameis Winston. It's oh. Jameis Winston. 31 touchdowns <laughs> and how many interceptions? 28 interceptions. He's got more interceptions than Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, and Kirk Cousins combined. That is wow. an incredible stat right there for you. And, uh, and and at times, like you go outside and you see these beautiful bushes that he sculpted into these magnificent things. And you go, look at this. He threw four touchdowns and 450 yards. And then the next week, he throws three picks in the first quarter of a game. And you don't know what to make of it. He's, uh, he's very dangerous. I think you're better off if you're Tampa to let him walk and let Bruce Arians shift to the Carson Palmer version of his offense, which actually was pretty good and worked for him in Arizona. Bring in a Philip Rivers, bring in an Andy Dalton, and let them go to town as a veteran quarterback. Go spend money elsewhere on the rest of the roster in the secondary. Sure that up a little bit. And I think if they did that and got a running back that they could really count on, all of a sudden, this could be a real team that could compete in that division. I think you could franchise Jameis Winston and then trade him for a first or two firsts. I don't think anybody's giving up first for Winston yeah I, I really I really think somebody would give two firsts for James Winston I don't think anybody would give a first for him honestly do you remember when Sam Bradford was traded for a first and a third Sam freaking <laughs> Bradford oh I know I mean Jameis Winston if he gets his head on right dude could seriously win an MVP yeah that, that's the thing we've had a big sample size to know that he's not going to get his head on right he just he's a he's a loose cannon and it is what he is, he is what he is and he's someone that is not going to carry you to a championship because well obviously we saw that this year and he's also not someone that can manage a game to a championship so what good is Jameis Winston with all these tools he has him it's kind of like a Jay Cutler syndrome where what, what was Jay Cutler traded for by the way pack of smokes he, he was given two firsts that's what I'm saying. He's Jay Cutler, right? Jay Cutler was traded for two firsts. Well, I know, but Jay Cutler was also coming from Denver where he was a Pro Bowl quarterback under Shanahan in his first year. And like there there were reasons that Jameis Winston's going to throw for 5,400 yards. Cutler had playoff games there too. Correct me if I'm wrong, right, Mike? 
Yeah, there was a playoff game in the beginning there. But yeah, he, so Jameis Winston has a big enough sample size. It was not that big with Cutler, where they, they knew the potential was there. Even Sam Bradford, to an extent, his injuries held him back. But Winston, we've seen healthy, and he's just not, he's just not, he doesn't have it upstairs. But And we've seen him healthy with O.J. Howard, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. Yeah. Yeah, with all those weapons. I mean, come on. But so I actually have a, an award I was going to give away to Jameis Winston. I'll, I'll name it now. And then I, I actually had two bonus ones for him as well. So I'm going to give you the three <laughs> awards that Jameis Winston is going to walk away with from me. If you don't know me by now, is the first one part-time lover Ooh, also good uh and then shout <laughs> so, james winston congratulations on your three awards that you're walking away with two of them were, were kind of like sub awards that i wasn't going to talk about but i'm going to give them to you anyway all right here's my next one this is the you mean like shout like the cover version by disturbed shout it could be that one. It could be the shout from Wedding Crashers. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure, like, you know, like the Tears for Fears shout, you know, but, but Disturbed covered it because they're more angry. I feel like that's the version you're going for. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> all right. We're going to keep moving in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about Trophy Smack. Guys, after putting in all that time and research into building a fantasy juggernaut, it's now time to reward yourself with a fantasy football trophy that is going to make your league mates jealous. They have over a thousand trophy combinations available. You can even customize each trophy by size, column color, plaque quote, and trophy topper. Trophy Smack has championship rings too, and you can also immortalize your league title with a professional grade customizable Trophy Smack championship belt. And guess what else? All orders are shipped for free and are backed by a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. Best of all, they've got a great offer going on right now just for our listeners. Get a free $59 ring with your purchase of a trophy or belt by going to the Fantasy Pros shop at shop.fantasypros.com. You click on the trophy section at the top and then use the promo code FANTASYPROS, all one word at checkout. Just remember that you need to have the ring in your cart before applying the promo code. Seriously, guys, you don't want to miss out on this. Get a free $59 ring with your purchase of a trophy or belt by going to the trophy section in our Fantasy Pros shop at shop.fantasypros.com and then use the promo code Fantasy Pros, all one word at checkout. Also, please check out the Fantasy Football Champion shirts we have available at the Fantasy Pro Shop. They're really comfortable, high-quality shirts, and it's going to help you rub your victory in your league mates' faces even more. Again, you can find these shirts at shop.fantasypros.com. Here's my next one, guys. It is the Pomegranate Award, which is the best value. <laughs> because Pomegranate is like, like, okay, I can go out and get a steak, but like Pomegranate is just as good as a steak, and it costs two bucks. Right, I love I love steak, but pomegranate is that good as nature's candy. So the award, Ugh. I want to know who you guys think it goes to. Who's the best value based on ADP? I'm still trying to get the pomegranate as good as a is better than steak. steak. Yeah. Oh man, it's so good. It's so good. I found the biggest pomegranates at Walmart today, dude. I got like 20 of them. I was so pumped. Ugh, the best value, uh, my guess, Austin Eckler. Oh wow, I I really didn't think either of you were gonna pick my guy. Yeah, it's Austin Eckler. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Woohoo! I mean, he's going to finish as the RB5 this year, guys. Right now, I have him as the uh, number three running back behind only Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. That's in PPR formats. Top three, top five, doesn't matter. You got him in the sixth round is where he was drafted. So, yeah, Eckler is definitely someone that he's also going to get an award from me today. This is also one that I was totally wrong on. I had no shares of Eckler. You remember how pumped I was about Melvin Gordon? Yes, I do. Fortunately, I was also really pumped about Christian McCaffrey and... Uh, and Dalvin Cook, so I got a lot of shares of them. Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, that helped out a lot. But man, Melvin Gordon tried to kill me this year. He was he was 
I mean, even when he was healthy, like he didn't do anything. Yeah, he was he was what he was, and and that. So where are we drafting him next year? Like, assuming he's he's not going to be in the Chargers. No, and that's the thing is we can't really say where he where we're going to draft him because we don't know where he's going to land. Like, I don't even know if he's going to be a starter next year. It's no guarantee. There's enough open jobs for he'll he'll take one that makes him a starter. I mean, Kareem Hunt could have been a starter, but he's not. Well, I would take Kareem Hunt over Melvin Gordon if I was anybody out there. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying maybe some team comes out here, they've already got a really good guy, and they're like, okay, we'll get Melvin Gordon too in case anything happens to him. It's possible. I mean, I think all the Eckler love is deserved. He's want, he wants too much money, though. That's the problem. Yeah, well, I mean, somebody might give it to him. I mean, there's definitely some holes out there, and there might be... A- I think there's only, like, two stupid teams, and they've already got a bunch of money wrapped up in running back, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there will be some new coach who's not all that smart, but we'll see what happens. Um, okay, so, Tags, you've given, like, 20 awards. Joe, what's your next award? (laughs) The next one is Home Alone, which is the fantasy player who's basically on an island and the only guy that I want to start on his entire team. And it goes to Terry McLaurin, who's had a terrific season, uh, a guy that was off the waiver wire in week one, and some people still weren't even buying it after week two. And uh, you know what? Even with the downgrade to quarterback or side grade, whatever the hell you want to call it at this point, he had a pretty darn good season. And I think that's a a very respectable thing that we should all appreciate and uh, realize that Terry McLaren was a fantasy asset this year, despite the fact that he was all by himself and uh, basically had uh, a bunch of booby traps that he had to avoid constantly, namely the quarterback play. It probably the quarterback play probably cost him. I'm not exaggerating. 30 fantasy points. That's a big old deal. It's possible. (laughs) I mean, there were two absolutely wide open 20, 30 yard touchdowns I, and McLaurin saved a couple of them that like nobody else would have caught. The guy's an absolute stud ADP 374 this year, wide receiver 129. And I actually have him as a runner up for my, one of my awards, uh, a player that I was right about tags. You remember me saying Terry McLaurin's going to be the best rookie wide receiver. I do remember that. Yeah. I don't actually think he's as good as AJ Brown though. <laughs> he's really freaking good, but he's not AJ Brown. They're different receivers for sure, but they, they both, uh, I honestly believe that, does A.J. Brown win Rookie of the Year in terms of like the actual award? No, Josh Jacobs does. No, I think it's Kyler Murray. No, no, hell no. Kyler Murray doesn't deserve it. I think A.J. Brown should get it. Look at us. All three of us said somebody different. That's funny. No, Josh Jacobs didn't play enough of the season. He didn't like do anything spectacular. Like I, he was good. Don't get me wrong. Like he'll probably get a couple votes for it, but. Dude, Kyler Murray's going to have 3,600 passing yards. What do you do? 600 rushing yards. In today's NFL, 3,600 passing yards is nothing. No, but you know what? I think the hype surrounding him and the media. See, it's a media award. You have to understand that, too. He does not deserve Rookie of the Year. I'm sorry. He does not. Deserve? You might be right, but he's he's definitely the favorite. Vegas thinks he's the favorite, too. So I, I mean, would not be shocked. I just want to say, I mean, I don't know. When I look up at Josh Jacobs, a rookie 1,000-yard season with seven rushing touchdowns, I mean, that, you know, you'd like him to catch the ball a little bit more, but he did more towards the end of the season, the second half. I think that's a pretty darn good rookie season right there. I'd say Gardner Minshew deserves Rookie of the Year over Kyler Murray. No. I would. I'm a Jags fan, man. No. No. Hunt, he's averaged more yards per attempt. His his touchdown-interception ratio is a lot better. He does things with his legs. I, his mustache is tight, too. It is. He deserves some points for that. I'm saying Minshew deserves it more than Kyler Murray does. As much as I like Gardner Minshew, I'd rather have Jameis Winston going forward if I was the Jags. I would rather have Jameis Winston than probably Kyler Murray, though. So I guess it's a, not a really fair conversation. I don't know. I think I, I'm drafting Kyler Everett next year. I'm really excited about what I've seen. Remember, he was playing hurt a little bit. The offensive line didn't help him at all. I think they're going to go out and get a, another wide receiver in the first round to replace Fitz. And they'll have uh, Christian Kirk and, and hopefully uh, C.D. Lamb to pair with Kyler Murray, which would be awesome. All right. I'm going to hand out my fourth award, okay? Um, so far, I've done wings, pomegranate, pizza. This is the Cheesecake Award. So everyone's like, all right. 
I'm going to bring cake or I'm going to bring pie. And both of those desserts are like five out of 10. They're both just, you know, it's about the same as bread, maybe a little bit better. Cheesecake is amazing and no one ever brings it. It's way better than everyone admits. This player is way better than everyone seems to realize. It's Dallas Goddard. He is a freaking superstar in the making. I can't wait to draft him next year. I love Zach Ertz, but I really hope he goes away so we can see Dallas Goddard do his thing. He's not going to go away, though. I, I was looking at that, his contract in terms of everything that, that goes along with it, and uh, I don't see him going away. They, they use them in different roles, and uh, it we haven't seen two tight ends finish as top 10, I want to say, or maybe even top 12 on the same team. And this year, I think it's going to change. Wait, that didn't happen with Gronk and Hernandez? Yeah, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez was the last duo to do it. It's That's a long time ago. So uh, it looks like Goddard is, he's number 10 right now in PPR and Ertz is two. So that would be the first duo to do it. The question is, what's his actual ceiling if Zach Ertz is on the field? It's a good question. I, I wonder if there's a scenario where they trade Zach Ertz in the offseason and go with Goddard and try to fill some of the other holes that they have. Because uh, don't get me wrong, because Zach Ertz is, is a very good player, uh, but because you do have this depth and from a from a cap and roster perspective, too, if you're looking up, OK, how valuable is Ertz to us? Not on the football field necessarily, but also when you look at the grand scheme of the cap world. And I think when you start to think about okay, how much money do we want to invest in one position when we have so many needs at, at defensive back, so many needs, obviously, that you could address maybe on the offensive line, so many needs that you could address in the wide receiver core. My God, if they don't draft a wide receiver, a real true big time wide receiver and and not go the old guy route like stop with the Alshon Jeffries. What you mean JJ Ortega Whiteside isn't a number 1? Oh uh, no. <laughs> Do you remember in the preseason when everyone was like he's the greatest rookie wide no. receiver? Uh, the worst fear I have is them going down the AJ Green route. Like no. That is the last thing you should be doing. You need to get somebody young, somebody fast, somebody big bodied who can go out there and be a compliment in this offense. And then I think if you could do that and stretch the field a little bit more, all of a sudden underneath Goddard, I think can excel there. Cause I think the point, correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, that you're making is that part of why Goddard is, is good is because of the different roles that he plays and Ertz fills a different role. But if you can stretch the field a little bit more, don't you think that would also help Goddard if he was the standalone guy? Yeah. I don't know if Goddard would have produced as much if we didn't have the injuries that we did to the wide receivers there. Cause like Deshaun Jackson, I think was a big part of that team that they planned around and, and they want him back and they need that field stretching element. I'm curious to see if they draft a wide receiver with a high draft pick because they have some needs in that secondary too. Uh, this is an Eagles team that has, they, they, they do have some needs on it. A lot of injuries. If they have a good off season, they could be the Super Bowl favorite next year. They've got a lot of good pieces. I don't know, man. With the way that offensive line, defensive line are incredible. With the way Peterson and Nagy have looked as coaches the like this year, it's been pretty terrible. Um, <laughs> both of them are getting under a, like a lot of heat. Neither team deserved to win the NFC East yesterday. Like that was a terrible game to watch and uh, well fortunately neither of them did win it yet it's still up in the air for week 17 we got to keep moving though okay so uh tags why don't you give us two awards at the same time all right so uh this is the the first one is nothing compares to you that award's gonna go to michael thomas over 100 points more than the, cl the closest wide receiver it's it's stupid it's not even close so uh nothing we're drafting number two next year right i don't know if i'm gonna go there i'm probably gonna snag a running back because uh i'm doing a perfect draft piece and you can kind of see like the value you can find at wide receiver later in drafts and guys that break out running backs you need that volume there's not very many workhorse roles so no i'm not uh i don't think i'm taking him number two but i, I i'm not gonna fault anybody for doing it i can understand the number two the argument for me is that i like that pool of 1a running backs that's going to make it back to you in the second and third and just the the locking in of points with a player who is less injury prone at 
wide receiver than running back. I think you can really make that case, kind of like in those Antonio Brown years where he was up in that one-two conversation. I think you can do that and and get, I mean, the Miles Sanders grouping of running backs that I'm really high on going into next year. I think that grouping is a really nice way in PPR to start it. But, you know, you are do have to pass on the Saquons and all those other guys out there in the top. So I understand that logic as well. And we've seen, like... We've seen guys like Todd Gurley go from a superstar to a dud or a dud to a superstar because it's so dependent on the offense. Wide receiver, you can have Brock Osweiler passing the ball, and DeAndre Hopkins is still wide receiver one. I disagree on that because, well, I mean, he was. But, like, look at Juju Smith-Schuster this year. Like, what happened with him? Yeah, well, we we said the even with Big Ben, we didn't like Juju because Antonio Brown was gone, and Juju had to move from outside the slot and be covered by the primary, you know, as the, as the primary focus of opponents. Big Ben wasn't great last year. Like, he was a little bit better than Mason Rudolph's played. No, but I think that we underrated what he actually meant to the team, though. I, I'm I've, I'm willing to okay. admit that, that he's that he means more to that team than I thought that he ever could. All right, so this is the end of the road. Everybody knows this song. That's going to go to, it's it's a, we have co-winners here. It's going to go to Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. That it is, uh, it's the end of the road, boys. It's been a, a, a long journey, and it's been a fun one, but uh, it is time to go. It's... They're they're both off the fantasy radar next year. Even if Fitz comes back, I'm not drafting him. Brady, same thing. Trying to look up the lyrics for this. I see it's from boys to men. Boys one two men. That's a weird spelling. Wait, you don't? don't, I'm sure I would recognize the song, but I am not. It's this is a bit, right? You're doing a bit. That's I feel that way all the time. I'm I swear that I'm not. I I don't know, guys. I feel that way all the time with Bobby. That he's like seriously pulling my. He he hadn't seen the Rocky movies. Have you seen him now? No, I still haven't. I haven't seen Home Alone either. I probably should watch that. Oh my! What what happened to you? What do you what do you just what? dude? Like, <laughs> okay, you guys you guys realize sports are on every day, right? Are you seriously telling me you would rather watch some dumb movie or listen to music instead of watching sports or playing sports? I need it. I need a change. Of, I need to like shut down sometimes and and change your pace. So I, I just want to go through and sports is my shutdown. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So basically, my whole life is shut down because now my whole life is sports <laughs> <laughs> and theology. Well, I just imagine that's right. Bobby's yeah, Bobby's day is something like he gets up in the morning, you know, reads a verse or two, gets in some fresh squeezed pomegranate juice, and then he just <laughs> it's just sports the rest of the day. That's it. It's just you know, it's by the way. Speaking of sports, I just saw this whole. Uh, have you seen this world uh, tag? Uh, championships thing where it's just this incredible game of tag played by parkour guys it is the craziest thing i've seen it and that is where i belong and that is i, I was gonna say that's that's what bobby's doing at like four in the four in the morning he's watching that. that's <laughs> no i'm not watching it dude i'm playing it as soon as my achilles gets all healed up and stuff dude let's go another world record <laughs> All right, Joe, let's get your next award here. Uh, my my first of two here is uh, L.A. Confidential. And this is going to uh, a duo. They're going to share this award because they frustrated the hell out of me this year because they really didn't tell us what their plan was in Los Angeles. And it goes to Sean McVay and Todd Gurley because, uh, yeah, he's, he's scoring touchdowns and that's great and all. But, man, I'm really pissed because uh, there were supposed to be no problems, no issues. Oh, it's full, whatever. Like if he was healthy, he's a top three running back, right? Well, look, he wasn't healthy, and he was already still going to finish at RB1. He's right at 12 right now. I mean, he just keeps scoring enough touchdowns that I understand, again, touchdown dependent, okay. But I think the days of considering him as, well, if we take him this year, maybe he could. And this was my thought press, so I'll, I'll be very, very blunt and open and honest about it. I thought you'd take a shot on him. The upside is best running back in the game. The downside is, okay, maybe he's completely done. He was somewhere in the middle. 
And that's going to be interesting to see what happens in 2020. Uh, my next award here, Demolition Man, uh, another classic that probably Bobby has never seen, uh, Stefan Gilmore. It goes to Stefan Gilmore because he basically, any wide receiver that you had on your team that went up against Stefan Gilmore failed. He, they just failed all year long. So I want to recognize the, uh, the defensive guys here, a little IDP love for Stefan Gilmore, who was absolutely brilliant this year. And the, the reason he didn't get lit up by anyone this year is because he didn't have to face Corey Davis. <laughs> you, re- you guys remember what i'm talking about right oh yes i do remember in the playoffs the two touchdowns it was cory it was the only good game of cory davis's career besides that one in the in the playoffs when everyone was like cory davis is gonna be amazing and i'm still holding on to that um but yeah he's had two good games one of them was in the playoffs and one of them was against stefan gilmore <laughs> stefan gilmore was like this kid's a superstar mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna let the cory davis go that's that's where i'm at I think I'm all done, everyone. All right. You guys win. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Don't admit. Don't, don't, don't you dare give up, Bobby. Don't you do it. <laughs> well, hold on. Did our bet extend to week 17? Because if so, uh, Calvin Ridley faced Corey Davis. I think I only need about 140 points. <laughs> like, we haven't talked about this bet all year because it was so incredibly boring. Like, the last couple of years, it was really close. This year, no. It was you just destroyed me, man. Yeah, I don't remember what it was, but I had a Cortland Sutton. I was on the Cortland Sutton bandwagon hard in August, and I think it was you, Mike, that I had a bet with. But I can't remember for the life of me who the guy was. Uh, I had a bet with someone about Tyrell Williams. I know that, and I won that one. That was that was Jared Smalla. It was yeah. That, I definitely had a Cortland Sutton bet with you, and and we all lost the whole who's the secondary wide receiver for the Packers argument. There were no winners there. Yeah, it was terrible. All bad. It was all all bad. Everyone sucked, <laughs> including them. Hey, did you guys know we have another podcast too? So Dan Harris, who hosts the Sunday Recap Show with Tags, he's really funny, awesome guy. He's a lot of fun to listen to every single time. Does the Fantasy Pros Baseball Podcast with me too. I know you guys all love him. He hosts this one. It's the Betting Pros Podcast. You can find it at bettingpros.com slash podcast. We've got an episode dropping. It's our Week 17 Game Lines Reaction episode. It's going to be coming out Tuesday morning. So again, make sure to check that out at bettingpros.com slash podcast okay I've, I've got my next two coming up okay these are the bad awards we're just gonna get them out of the way right now okay so there was one time in my life where i was like you know maybe i should start being a little healthier so i was walking through the uh, the frozen vegetables portion of the store and i saw brussels sprouts and i was like eh, those look pretty nice those those look like they might be really good so i got them i was really excited like here i am i'm gonna be healthy look at me i'm an adult and i made brussels sprouts and I was, I was all in. I bit into one, and it was just the absolute worst thing in the world. Like, I, I legitimately gagged. I thought I was going to throw up. I can still taste it. I will never in my life again eat Brussels sprouts. But the biggest disappointment award goes to Odell freaking Beckham. How in the world did this happen? How is it possible? It doesn't make any sense. Nothing like this has ever happened in the history of fantasy football where you've got a slam dunk wide receiver one if he stays healthy, and he's a wide receiver three, low end. Yeah, it's, it, it, it hasn't been a great year for uh, Odell Beckham. I, I We talked about that on the podcast last night, too, about the Browns next year. And I, I do believe that there's so much talent on the side of the ball, and I'm not giving up on them, but I, I will give up on them if Freddie Kitchens is back as the coach. Yeah, there's no way he's back as the coach. By the way, fun fact coming into this week, Terry McLaurin had more fantasy points at PPR than Odell Beckham. How sad is that? So did Cole, Cole Beasley has had more all season. Cole Beasley outscored him this year. Oh, wow. That is so dumb. You know what? Cole Beasley was a sneaky, good little flex guy to have this year. Like, 
Tags, Tags was like every single week, hey, if you guys need to pick someone up, go pick up Cole Beasley. And every week I'm like, Tags, come on, man, get out of here. But he's right, every week. Yeah, man, everybody just needs 10 points on their flex from Cole Beasley. You get by, that's what you need. But Odell? What other nasty foods do you have, Bobby? Okay, so this one is the Cauliflower Award, oh. which, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, man, somebody made tuna or somebody made fish in the microwave. I'm telling you what, neither of those are anywhere near as smelly as cauliflower. If someone makes cauliflower in your house... Your house is ruined. You got to move out. So this award <laughs> is the smelliest fantasy football player, and it was Will Fuller. Did he have one good week? Yeah, you won that week. But you know what? Every other week you started him, he sucked. <laughs> Same with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was the runner-up to this award. He had like four good weeks. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Back over to you, Tags. Why don't you give us two more, buddy? All right. So we are never, ever getting back together. Never, ever, 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 ever getting back together award. Goes, I know this song, dude. Goes, yeah, you would. <laughs> this goes to Sony Michelle. We are never, ever. We were together at one point. I was gonna say I didn't realize you guys were together. I have a Sony Michelle award too. This is the Calamari Award, a player I was wrong on. So, you know, Cal, I don't really like seafood, but I tried calamari once. And I was like, dang, this is really freaking good, and I wasn't willing to try it, but I did. I was wrong. Sony Michelle. Man, I was all in on Sony Michelle with you, Tags. We did not do well on this one. Same with Justice Hill and Latavius Murray for me, but those were kind of like late round sleepers. So yeah, that's why I'm. I said I'm never getting back together. I'm done. And uh, my, the the second one. Well, I think he's done. Yeah, he might be. Damian Harris should have gotten a shot. Well, it's funny because last week they started running. They started running uh, Roberts at fullback in the old role that Devlin used to have, and that's that's where they had success running that power eye last year with Sony Michelle, and they weren't able to do that because once Devlin got hurt, that was it. And then. Well, they had success when Sony Michelle had some agility whatsoever. Look, they they had Sony Michelle. You could argue his best game on the field, like the way he looked, was this past week running behind the fullback. Because I think that's exactly you know where he's going to be now. I don't know if that's going to be enough next year for them. We'll see what happens. But the Patriots are a team that's definitely going to be looking to add more weapons around Brady if Brady comes back. If he comes back too, there's a lot of rumors around that, but I don't want to get into that. But uh, the, another award that I'm going to give away is the Feed My Frankenstein. Bobby, you definitely wouldn't know that. No, he has no idea. I'm with you, though. Don't worry. <laughs> but this one is going to go. You guys can all watch on YouTube eventually. Um, you guys will be able to see on YouTube.com slash Fantasy Pros. And you can tell I'm just, I have no idea. I'm actually clueless. I'm not acting. Feed My Frankenstein is an Alice Cooper song, dude. Hey, Bobby, can you guess who this award goes to? The Feed My Frankenstein Award? I don't even know what you're talking about. George freaking Kittle. I mean, the guy is just playing through some injuries like, oh, sure. Okay. So, oh, so you're saying he's Frankenstein. He is Frankenstein and he might be the new Rob Gronkowski. And I love this man. Not only is he a, a fantastic fantasy player, but he's a fantastic, he seems like human being. He seems like he's a fantastic, he's, he is a fantastic blocker. Like if you, he's like the best teammate you can imagine. Big wrestling guy too. Huge WWE guy. So I've seen him at a ton of events. I'm not a wrestling guy. I can't name more than a few wrestlers and they're all from the eighties when I grew up. That's all right. I am for both of us. Don't worry. There you go. Uh, but yeah, George Kittle is... Uh, Him and uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, however you say his name, both those guys, George Kittle and Giannis, they're going to be pro wrestlers when they're retired. I mean, Gronk was supposed to be. He still probably will. <laughs> There's still time. He is a Laker girl. I mean, he's got a lot to do. There's a lot of things out there for him. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, Joe, let's go with your... Let's hear some words out of you. All right, so two more on my list. Uh, first is the charming film Clueless. I wish this was more... <laughs> Charming, but it goes to Adam Gase. Just clueless. The man is absolutely clueless. And and it's, and, you know, you look at it, you say, hey, 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 would you like one of the best running backs in the last 10 years? And, and all purpose, like he can catch the football, he can do a lot of things. Uh, what you don't you don't want him? Well, why don't you want him? But you should. Everybody else kind of wanted him. I don't understand why you don't want him. 
but yeah, it goes to Adam Gase, just clueless. And Le'Veon Bell will be on another team next year. And I don't know if who's more clueless, the him or the Jets, because it looks like the Jets will probably keep Adam Gase because if they win one more game, I think that'll be seven wins. <laughs> I don't know. It's, Man. It's, it's brutal. Man. Did you guys see Sam Darnold get punched in the nuts yesterday? I did. I did. I did. <laughs> oh, that was the worst. I felt so bad for him, man. JJ Watt even tweeted out about it, saying that's the worst. Like that's, that's how I saw it, dude. That was that was not okay. Like I understand he was going for the ball, but like he should have just taken himself out of the game. Like that is that's just wrong. I didn't even have this prepared, but I heard. But I'm hearing the movie titles, and I heard the Adam Gase. I want to give him an honorary movie award for ten things I hate about you. Oh, you know what's funny? That was my second one that I almost called it. I had it right here in my paper. I'm going to take, take a picture of it and text it to you. It's, <laughs> it's clueless and 10 things I hate about you. I was like, which one do I like? <laughs> you, can't, you can't tell that Joe and I grew up together, can you? <laughs> <laughs> so are you admitting to drafting Le'Veon Bell? Is that what you're saying, Joe? No, no. Uh, but actually, it's been in a couple you know, a couple times this year, he's been in, in good spots for in terms of ROI for DFS. and Because, you know, you knew where the floor was every week. It was like, okay, can I get 15 points out of him? at you know 7k okay i could do that that works for me uh but yeah that's just that's just hilarious um let's see the the last one i've got here too is a is a cautionary tale award and it is when players have a lot of issues um and again this is a shared award that you have to understand that sometimes it's best to just stay away you know if it, if it looks like a duck it quacks like a duck chances are it's a duck and it's the half-baked award and it's going to be shared by two people number one will be josh gordon because I know everybody was super oh. high, no pun intended, that's a dad joke for you, on Josh Gordon. And then on the other side of it, it's Antonio Brown, who, uh, who by the way, that video looks lit, man. I can't wait till that single drops. That's going to be super fun. I'm sure that's not going to get him in any trouble at all. <laughs> uh, but those two guys, man, like, it's it makes me cringe so much, man. Like, Josh Gordon, I feel bad for him. Antonio Brown, I'm just cringing all over the place. Yeah, the whole thing. It's just, but it's the same coin. It's the same idea of, look... How much investment do you want to put? And it's funny because it was one thing to take Josh Gordon in drafts in July and early August. But when he signed, I remember it was like, oh, my God, or when the Patriots were able to reinstate him, rather. All of a sudden, he just rocketed up draft boards. I was like, guys, 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 please, ladies. No, it's not a good idea. Don't just leave him where he was. And if you can't get him where he was, then you don't take him at all. And it's something you have to keep in mind. And same thing with AB, too. All this crazy noise in training camp, man, where did it end us? He had one game this year. It was a good game. But one game, boy, could the Pats need him right now. Oof, they could use him. Yes, they could. Man, I'll tell you what. They would have that buy wrapped up, and it wouldn't even be close if they had Antonio Brown. I've got four more awards. I'll give two of them now, and then we'll circle back around for another round or however many of you guys have left. Um, this is the uh, Celery Root Puree Award um, because I'm really starting to get into Celery Root Puree, like eating it as often as I can because I finally tried it last year. And ever since then, I've been like, dude, I got to get more of this stuff. It is so good. It's like a better version of ice cream. And it's my Rookie of the Year award. And I'm giving it to Miles Sanders instead of A.J. Brown. I think he was the better fantasy asset. He's going to finish right on the fringe of RB1. And A.J. Brown, you know, Miles Sanders wasn't always useful. Neither was A.J. Brown. But when they were playing, Sanders was better. You know what's funny? Miles Sanders, I had an award for him. It was the 7 award, which was uh, the last seven weeks of the season. You, you were emerging as a guy that... You know, the guy that we wanted him to be in the first seven weeks that people were just, you know, everyone's impatient. Same thing with Devil Singletary. Me, me too. I mean, I wanted Devin Singletary to pop right away. I wanted Miles Sanders. But you look over this game log, guys. I mean, these last couple weeks for him, it's basically 100 all-purpose yards, five catches, and like a .5 touchdown. That is fantastic. Like, give me that every week. He's a true bell cow. I remember telling Tags, fighting with Tags, there's no way Miles Sanders is going to be a bell cow. And uh, Doug Peterson completely changed his mind. 
I was wrong on that one. I think he was forced into that, though. I don't know if we would have ever seen Miles Sanders, the Miles Sanders that we've seen, without the Jordan Howard injury, though, sadly. Yeah, and you know, you know they're going back to it next year. Probably. You know everyone's going to draft Miles Sanders in, like, the th- second or third round. <sighs> Miles Sanders is going to be, like, a 1B type of running back. Yeah, it's it, it drives me nuts. <laughs> All right, and the next one, uh, let's see, I already did the I Was Wrong Award, which is Calamari. This is the I Was Right Award. It's the Butter on Pizza Award, and it goes to Dalvin Cook. Dude, I got Dalvin Cook everywhere, and he was amazing. Yeah, Bobby, you were all over him, so that's props to you. He wanted to make a bet with me on Dalvin Cook. That he wanted that to be the yearly bet, but I couldn't figure out someone that I was willing to do it because I like Dalvin Cook, not, not as much as Bobby did, but uh, yeah, you were definitely all over Dalvin Cook in the second round. I took him in the late first in some cases, man. Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he got hurt again. He did. That's why you have Mike Boone, baby. <laughs> you have Mike Boone, baby. Well, imagine all those people who had Madison all those weeks and all those weeks in the last week. What do you mean? No Madison and no Cook? This is what I've been training for the whole season. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. And then they rob you of that moment with Mike Boone and everyone's looking at each other like, what? Who? Ugh, brutal. All right, Tag. How many more do you have left? All right, I have two more awards to give out. I will go with uh, the first one is a genie in a bottle. Uh, this one is going to be it's gonna, there's co-winners for this one. It is going to be both Austin Eckler and A.J. Brown. It's like I've been waiting in this bottle. Just let me out. Let me let me basically um, let me flourish. And uh, both of those guys did it. Eckler did kind of all season. But uh, A.J. Brown, as the year went on, we saw him emerge. And I, I do believe that the Titans wide receiver duo of Corey Davis and A.J. Brown can be one of the better one two punches in the NFL with a full offseason with Ryan Tannehill if he's brought back, which it seems like he's going to. Uh, so I, I did like that award. And then uh, hold on before you get to the next one, I got to ask you, mm-hmm. what would we have to pay to get you to do a YouTube video karaoke in that song? I, I don't think that there's a in dancing. There's nothing we could do. I'll tell you right now. Next year, you find a bet worthy of doing it. I'll make that bet with tags. I'm willing to do it. I got a nice singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm well. I don't know if there's enough money. You're lucky it wasn't on Cortland Sutton. That's all I know. <laughs> if you guys haven't noticed, like tags and I like doing bets and we like, you know, having fun and, and it's fine if you lose and everything. We don't ever do ones that humiliate each other because it's just it's just mean. Well, yes and no. Well, if you have a good spirit, it's okay. I would never make you do something like that, tags, if you didn't want to. <laughs> Well, Dan Strafford and I used to on uh, on Sirius, but we used to do the Saturday night show. We had a, a a DFS wager. We used to go back and forth, and we would play each other head to head. And whoever lost got to pick a karaoke song the person had to sing on air. So we would go back and forth. I made him sing "I'm Every Woman." I touch myself. <laughs> I made him sing uh, uh, "Everything I Do, I Do It for You" by Brian Adams, and all these like hilarious. And and Dan has the worst singing voice ever. So there's something so fantastic about it that's so awkward, and yet at the same time, it's so awful and great. It's it. I mean, this as long as you have a sense of humor about yourself, I think it's fun. Yeah, it is fun. Not you guys though. You don't have a sense of humor. I mean, like I'll whistle the Battle Hymn of the Republic or something, but I'm not oh singing a Christina God. Aguilera song. <laughs> what about a dramatic reading of it? Would you do that? That would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that's that's my. I'm I'm down with that one. Maybe we came up with a bet. A bet. Maybe the one that that Bobby can pay off to me for losing this year's bet. He can do that. All right, my fi- my final award I'm going to be giving it out is is probably my favorite one. It is called the How Do You Want It Award. Uh, and that's going to go to Lamar Jackson. He can give it to you any way you want it. He's doing it through the air. He's doing it on the ground. He's doing whatever he wants. Uh, he this is basically my MVP award uh, to him. Uh, there was uh, there's also two bonus awards that I'm gonna throw into him. Uh, hypnotize. He'd get that one as well. So you see, he gets a little Tupac and Biggie. See what I did? I, I love that the little Jodeci on that first Tupac song. And he's also getting you can't touch this. Uh, so MC Hammer is also thrown in there. Uh, so Lamar Jackson fantasy MVP. He wins it. Yeah. Well, Lamar was my lethal weapon award. 
which was, you know, that's it. Just, like, how do you stop a man? They, lethal. You've seen Lethal Weapon? Yes? No, Bobby? Like the first <laughs> no. one? No. Okay. No. Who's in it? What about Die Hard? Have you seen Die Hard? <laughs> Tags is going to kill me. You haven't seen Die Hard? No. Why would I kill you? Yeah, it's just like, I feel, don't you feel like you just want to, like, take him by the hand and take him outside and do stuff? I'm more of a Rocky guy. I, I was, I was like, taken back when you said you didn't see Rocky, but uh, Die Hard, eh. I'm, well, but you're Italian like me. That's kind of, you kind of grow up on Rocky. Like, you get, you know, you get your first, you know, your first pair of shoes, you get this, and then you get your VHS copy of Rocky. Like, that's kind of what you do. It's like <laughs> Italian training. <laughs> I had one more on the Italian note, and then I'm done with my awards, which is the Goodfellas, which is the guys you can count on. And it's Evans and Godwin. What an incredible season for two guys on the same team to finish as wide receiver ones. And if not for the injuries, who knows how they would have all finished up things at the end, end of the day. But an incredible season. I was a very big Godwin guy. I was almost a little afraid. I was so pro Godwin. But um, I had a lot of teams that looked like uh, Godwin, Cup, and uh, Sutton as the wide receivers with some DJ Moore sprinkled all over. And it was a good year, boys. It was a good year. Let's put it that way. That's nice. That's nice. Did you have any other awards you want to hang, hand out? Um, you know, I think, I think that's pretty much all that I got there. The last one I had, I had a Michael Thomas. It was Kingpin, which is also a classic. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but very fun. <laughs> Bill Murray, bowling. No, Woody Harrelson. Is that the guy who doesn't have a hand or something? Yes, yes, yes. I've, I Life. think I've seen the trailer for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So Bobby, I, I want to give the last award of the show. I, I still got two more awards, man. Get out of here. I know. I, you, I, you're going to give yours, but I'm going to close it out because I think it's a fitting end to the, the fantasy season and the award season. I have to give it out. It's a bonus one, but I have to give it out. The the first one's a little bit boring. Uh, it's the Eggnog Award, Holiday Hero. So good. Uh, Kenny Drake, he was awesome in the fantasy football playoffs. What a stud. Just get away from clueless Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't wait to see him next year when they fix that offensive line because he could be a monster. Um, and then my next one, the Brazilian Steakhouse Award. It's the most fun place to go eat food. And the player that just gave me the most fun this entire season, and it all came in one week, Mike freaking Boone. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so pumped up, man. That is so good. I don't know if you guys saw, but I'm planning on buying a horse after he wins me a championship tonight. I did. I saw the tweet. I... Do you guys know I ride horses? No. Uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping you do something else. Like, I'm just, okay. <laughs> just something. I mean, I, all I know is that after all of the pomegranate and cauliflower and all this stuff. Dude, get out of here with cauliflower. Don't associate with me with cauliflower. It's gross. On your Brussels sprouts. Mike, When all now that this podcast is almost done, there's a, they're doing a Rocky marathon at the theater. Why don't you and I go out for a steak and we'll hit that up, get some beers and watch all the Rocky movies. What do you say? And meanwhile, Bobby will be listening to a podcast about theology while eating pomegranate. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Win-win. <laughs> and then doing parkour, parkour tag. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Hold on. Real question. Mike Boone, over under 45 fantasy points tonight. <laughs> and if he gets it, is he going 1-1 instead of Lamar Jackson? Oh, 100%, Bobby. Like Vikings totally just kicked Dalvin Cook to the curve. It's Mike Boone season. Oh. There is no number you can set that it won't be the over, Bobby. I promise you. I think, you, I think you're probably right. This show lived up to expectation, guys, and I hope, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. But uh, the final award I'm going to give on this show, because it's so fitting, uh, everybody knows my, my favorite band is Korn. And uh, the, the, like the big song that started their career was Blind. The Blind Award goes to Kalen Bellage. <laughs> That's so mean, man. That is so mean. 
that's where we have to close out this show. Well, is, who's worse though? Is it, is it Caleb Balazs or one or two of the, you know, well, not one or two, many, but certainly at least one of the major fantasy analysts in our business who did a whole video about how great he was going to be at the beginning of the season. And I just, I remember seeing that when it came out and I went, man, I don't know if that's the video y'all want to be releasing on. <laughs> like, Yikes. I don't know. I don't know. I think that guy was also really high in Darren Waller, though, so I was wrong about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we were as wrong about uh, about it as Kalen Blush. Okay, you guys ready? you guys ready to end the show? Joe, that was a lot of fun, man. Well, during the show, Kalen Blush just got tackled for a loss. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, that's all for today's show. Joe, as always, it was a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to come on. Always a pleasure. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and everything in between. Happy New Year. It's been a real fun year of fantasy football, and I've really enjoyed chatting with you guys. Hopefully uh, a fun 2020s ahead of us, not just for football, but hopefully for Bobby to go outside and see the sun more. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) All right, and I want to say thanks to the sponsors of today's show, Trophy Smack, where you can get a free $59 ring with your purchase of a trophy or belt by going to the Fantasy Pros shop at shop.fantasypros.com. And while you're there, check out the Fantasy Football Champion shirts. Again, that's shop.fantasypros.com. And also Pristine Auction. You're going to be able to find something that you love for your cave at an affordable price. Everything is guaranteed authentic from all of the most trusted sources at pristineauction.com. P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. And don't forget to enter that registration code fantasy pros that's going to get you five dollars off at pristine auction and it's going to tell them we're sending people their way that way we can keep doing contests speaking of which remember we're giving away that signed kenny galladay full-size lions helmet to one lucky listener check out the details at fantasypros.com contest or just leave a review on stitcher or itunes take a screenshot and send it to us at contest at fantasypros.com and also don't forget to check out the betting pros podcast that dan harris hosts at bettingpros.com podcast For Joe Pisapia and Mike Tagliere, I'm Bobby Sylvester. Thanks for listening and enjoy your football. I just wanted you to watch me dissolve.